glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Yeah, I'd like to have 75 degrees of sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play us through light and rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. Christmas terrorist. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. This is ridiculous. How's this a Christmas? How's this a Christmas terror? Well, I'm the Grinch. I'm so sure. I. <laughs> it says Happy Holidays. It's the holiday season. I told you, I knew he was a communist. Man. He's got a point, though. <laughs> Danny, I don't want to get a Christmas. There's something that's all communist thing. <laughs> happy holidays. It is happy holidays. Just because it's COVID doesn't mean we can't be happy holidays. It is. I'm being sad. I picked yeah, this song because it says happy holidays. <laughs> Makes no sense. PC, so PC, bro. So PC. Funny you say that because I was driving back to my parents' house. We're at my parents' house for Thanksgiving. Um, and we listened to 97.1 on the way home, which I agree. It's a little too early for, uh, not too early, but it's, you know. It's not Christmas season yet. We don't usually play Christmas until after Thanksgiving. Anyways, they kept saying, you're home for Christmas music all throughout the season. And I was like, didn't a couple years ago they change that to your home for holiday music because it's more PC? I was interested they changed it back. Did they even change that? I think they did. It was your home for the holidays. 97.1, home for the holidays. Because a couple years ago they were like, "Uh, Christmas music is not inclusive. It's like... Right. Don't listen to the fucking station. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. They play like one. There was Hanuk- a sandwich they play two in the park Hanukkah and it songs. had mayonnaise on it, and I got sick. <laughs> Why did it have mayonnaise on it? <laughs> sir, are you listening to me, sir? Anyways. Anyways, it's the holiday season. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Put Me in Coach podcast. Bobby Blanco, Tom Natal, Ian Foster, Gregory Porter. It's your foursome. We're coming hey, at you the night on Christmas. No, not Christmas. Thanksgiving Eve. The night before Thanksgiving, the night before the Washington football team takes on the dreaded Dallas Cowboys. On Thanksgiving, it'll be the nightcap since there is no nightcap anymore between the Ravens and Steelers. That game got pushed back to Sunday due to COVID. Uh, We're going to hear recap a victory week uh, after the Washington football team beat the lowly Cincinnati Bengals pretty handily over this past weekend and preview this weekend's Thanksgiving slate of NFL football and also maybe touch on the NBA draft and where the Wizards go from here, uh, especially with John Wall reportedly requesting a trade. Yeah, that got awkward. Away from D.C. Um, Told you it was a bum. Really appreciate you listening. Hope you're listening (laughs) to start your Thanksgiving. If you uh, watch the parade earlier in the morning, maybe between parade and kickoff of the 1230 game between the Texans and Lions, you can squeeze this episode in to get you ready for the Washington football team. Of course, can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Also give us a follow on social media, PMIC Podcasts across the board, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thomas. Recapping yes, a victory week, a victory Sunday, a victory Wednesday. Uh, the Washington football team beat the Bengals 20 to 9. Take it away. Yep. Yeah, the, the football team is now 3 and 7, Bengals 2 7 and 1. Um, 
two out of the three victories we've had this season, guys, um, we have knocked out the starting quarterback, <laughs> which has substantially affected the outcome, in my opinion. Um, I, I hate to say this. I, I probably see Cincinnati winning this game if Burrow stays in the game. Um, I don't think so. Uh, I still had us taking it, but I thought it would have it been It would have been a lot closer. Yes. Um, yes, for sure. I mean, there was – yeah, Ryan Finley was three for ten and was sacked four times. It was, um, you know, that was kind of emblematic of what the three victories we've had this season is when this defense just sees, um, I guess, was it smells blood in the water and it's just a feeding frenzy out there. Uh, yeah. Shortly, um, frenzy. So some some guys that really stood out to me. Um, obviously, Antonio Gibson continues to impress. I mean, he is getting better on a game to game basis. Uh, you know, J.D. McKissick's role, uh, I think, is very well established. And I, I was looking at it earlier. I saw this on Twitter, and I wanted credit. I think it was the Hogs Haven guys. No, it was not. Um, <laughs> or like the pro football focus. But mm-hmm. um, the Washington front office, Kyle Smith. Is it Kyle Smith? It was yeah, A.J. Yeah. Smith. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Smith needs to be given a lot of credit. Let's look, just going over the names of the 2020 class and see how they impacted. Ronald Darby. Had Huge. the best game of his season so far, right? Mm-hmm. Unreal. Check. Uh, Kendall Fuller, our biggest high, high, um, highest, our biggest free agent prize this past offseason. He's a pro bowler. Yep. And J.D. McKissick, I think, got to be one of the best pass-catching running backs in football. He has a role that he fits perfectly in this mm-hmm. offense. Um, Cornelius Lucas is more of a backup left tackle. Uh, Logan Thomas looks to be a really, really solid tight end two back end t- tight end. And then Wes Schweitzer, left guard, who I think is probably should be our starting left guard for now and next year. Yep. Those are all hits. Yeah. And Schweitzer, Schweitzer is signed for three years, actually. So he three can be, years at a, yeah. And I mean, other than and a half Fuller, all of these were cheap deals. Yeah. So, I mean, Schweitzer could be your starting left guard for the next two years after this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he keeps playing, I mean, he's just very he serviceable. Can he can play, and we're going to get into a little bit later. Um, aside from quarterback, who are our biggest needs for yeah. the Washington football team? Um, but the way that Schweitzer has been playing, that takes left guard mm-hmm. out of the out of the question. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think really only the biggest question mark there will be left tackle. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, I mean, going through the studs, uh, Tom, you touched on them. A lot of these guys. Kissick and Darby headline mine. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've said this on our group chat before. I don't know if I said this on our last podcast, which has been a while, but mm-hmm. Ronald Darby is having a good, if not great season. And, and I know that because we don't talk about him a lot. And when you're a cornerback, that means yes. that means you're doing well. Uh, if we're not yeah. talking about you too much, it means you're not getting beat. Um, and you're Troy not, Apke. Troy Apke, which I'll get into in a second. So Ronald Darby you know, for whatever reason, didn't work out in Philly. I think starting against Philly this year yeah, helped. Know that. Yeah. Um, I think he had a chip on his shoulder. He's playing really well. Him and Kendall Fuller have become really solid outside corners, starting corners for this team. And you would think mm-hmm. could be, I don't know about how long, I don't, I don't know Darby's age on the top of my head, but how long they could sustain that. But, you know, this secondary has been a lot better than I think we anticipated because of them. Now it's taken a step down because Landon Collins wasn't great and now injured, and now we have Apke back there. But 
Uh, I think Cam Curl has been playing better than we thought. So this secondary as a whole has been way better than we anticipated going into this season, which is, of course, a thumbs up, and you would take that every single time. But Ronald Darby, huge stud, like you said, best game of his season. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, my other ones were obvious ones. Terry is just a stud. He's going to be a stud every single week. Uh, Antonio yep. Gibson, McKissick, the D-line, like you said, ate up that terrible offensive line, which they should. Um, Chase Young had a great bounce-back game after a, a terrible ending to this, his game last week against uh, Detroit. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Tressway is just our MVP. He's the best player we have on the team. He's gonna He has to be an all-pro. Um, yep. He's just ridiculous. So studs. Uh, and and you know, as for my duds, which we'll get into a second, no one, no complaints on the offensive side of the ball, really. Yeah. Um, first, uh, going back to Ronald Darby, he's only twenty six years old. That's crazy. Like I have his contract status right here somewhere. Like I signed him to another. Like here's a three year deal. Like, mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, okay. And the fact that he's doing this, this with this absolutely zero free safety help, right? Toriaki has no business starting. Uh, DeShazer Everett. Ian, how bad was Sean Davis in training camp? That's what boggles my mind. Like, <laughs> you got beat out by Troy Apke. So much so that you even you didn't even make the team. I, yep. Ronald Darby, one year, four million <laughs> for this season. So, yeah, re-sign him. And hi, Maddie. <laughs> You heard me say fuck. I'm not mad, maybe. <laughs> Just confused. Yeah, I, I, I'm really impressed with Darby so far. I mean, he they were testing him um, frequently, in the especially in the first half when Burrow was still in. Um, and he was right there. I mean, he is, like you said, we, we don't hear a lot from him. And that's that's a very much a good thing. Hi, Healy. <laughs> they say hi, Megan. She says hi, guys. Um, yeah, no, uh, Darby has been, and again, like I said, because we don't talk about him much, enough, that's a good thing when you're a DB, uh, having a solid season is definitely going to earn at least consideration for re-signing this off season. Sure. He, he's got to, um, you know, thinking as far as who, Ian, was there anyone else that stood out to you in a positive light? I mean, you guys touched on all of it. Yeah. It's just the emergence of Gibson and Terry with Alex Smith, I think is not talked mm-hmm. about enough. Yeah. They're having, they're having really good weeks now that Alex Smith just opens it up so much yeah. more. Uh, I'm just so excited for Gibson's future. Yeah. yeah they, Especially once we, if we continue to develop the O-line, like we obviously need to, but. For sure. It, it's, um, you know, I saw a really interesting comp on Terry McLaurin. Now, this is, you know, I understand that this is premature because they were debating Terry McLaurin and A.J. Brown. Ian, I assume you have money on Arizona State and Rhode Island. Minus two and a half to glove. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, I, I saw a really interesting comp. They said A.J. Brown is kind of like a T.O. And Terry McLaurin, uh, his comp is Marvin Harrison. I'll take that. I, I was like, I, when then I thought about it, I was like, yeah, he's like just a – tactician as far as route running he can create yep. separation he has excellent hands he's a hell of a blocker i mean he is a cool prospect as they, as they say in baseball and we always talk about like the washington like aside from those couple of years with deshaun jackson they don't have a take the lid off 
the top of the defense type threat. Mm-hmm. Terry, you know, he doesn't have four three speed, but we saw them take a shot with him. They're not afraid to take a shot with him because he'll go up and get the ball. Um, and Alex Smith doesn't I have. He was a four three guy. Was he a four three guy? I think he was. I have no idea. I, I he doesn't seem like one. He doesn't seem like he has straight north uh, north to south sprinting yep. speed like Deshaun Jackson did. No longer has, but not bad for a projected special team. And that's the, four, that's the four three five. Damn, that right. was his whole thing coming out was, was just my bad, speed. Terry. My bad. Well, I guess my point is that he's not your prototypical just send him down the sideline and chuck up a bomb to him or 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 toss up a um, a jump ball to him. But he, you know, the effort's going to be there, and he's fast and strong enough for his size, and he's going to go get it. Just like he, that. He's not a thoroughbred like DK Metcalf. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I feel like he is winning. Obviously, he has a tremendous amount of natural talent, but I just feel like he instinctually, he just is on another level um, in comparison to your, any other young receiver. And the fact that he's doing this with little to no help, I, I mean, you know, I like Cam Sims. I think hopefully Steven Sims can remain healthy. And, uh, you know, we'll see what we get out of those guys, Antonio Gibson, et cetera. But, I mean, how the every defense each week is not saying I am double teaming Terry McLaurin on every single play. I don't care. Like if Cam Sims beats me, then fine. But we can't let Terry continue to do that. And that's what separates, you know, the really good players from the special ones that even if you know what's coming, they can't stop it because he's just better. But here's the thing about that. Like, and we've never had a guy like that before. Sorry. He, I think he, he's getting to a point where he's going to become the opposite where he doesn't, you're saying he has no help, so everyone's just focused on. But I think he's opening up other opportunities for other guys. Look at oh, Cam good. Sims. Yes, he only has 13 receptions on the season, but he's averaging 20 yards a pop, almost 20 yards of reception, which is crazy for especially for a guy his size, six five, one ninety. You would think they would be, he'd be a jump ball type guy, but how many times have we seen Cam Sims? I don't have the number in front of me, but like haul in a third and long catch, and mm-hmm. thank God he knows where the sticks are. Because uh, he went to Alabama and was coached properly, um, <laughs> but and same with Terry going at Ohio State. But I, I think Terry's now at a level where he's not a um, what's what's the word? He's he's not becoming he's not being held back by the lack of talent around him. He's actually elevating the talent around him. And I understand he's on a bad team, so he's not going to get the same amount of accolades that DK Metcalf is getting and all these other young receivers. And I, I get it for that reason, but there needs to be some national respect on on this man's name because he's you, you put Terry McLaurin on that Seahawks team with Russell Wilson, he's putting up better numbers than DK Metcalf. He's already putting I, up I, better I, numbers than DK DK Metcalf with yep. Kyle Allen, Alex Smith, and Dwayne Haskins. Yep. Good luck. Oh. I mean, you put Terry on the Seahawks, that's the best offense in the league, probably. Yep. It's up there. I mean, they're already yeah. one of the best, but, I mean, you have – yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be insane. Just re- re-sign him now. Just give him a lifetime contract. Here's oh, please and check. thank you. Write down what please you want. Please and thank you. Speaking of some other young players, one other guy I want to touch on from a positive light. Second week in a row, Juno you know, has led this team in tackles. Uh, Bostic? Cameron Curl. Okay. I was gonna Cam say. Curl. Cam okay. Curl has led had uh, nine total tackles. Uh, I I have to imagine he starts next year. I would think so. I mean, and here's my idea: move 
Uh, Landon Collins, a linebacker. Please. Please. That Throw him where he belongs. Yep. I mean, this is a seventh-round pick right now we're talking about. Who's not, not obviously Landon Collins. Cameron Curl, who's sure. leading the team in tackles over the past couple of weeks, and now we're projecting to be a starting safety next year. Talk about a steal. Yeah. And it, I mean, if you can get a starter on a rookie contract, a seventh round pick rookie contract, I mean, that is, that's an asset. He's making Every league minimum for guys. the next couple of years. Yeah. Every team needs role players like that. And so, um, you know, is he going to be a pro bowler or something like that? Probably not. But is he serviceable? Is he reliable? Can he start? Yes. Like another player like that would be Jimmy Moreland. Nate, Kyle Smith. You've hit on these late round guys. Um, Make that man the GM. Why is he not the GM? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's weird. Is it weird? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I feel like we uh, think it's weird, but I don't know other people yeah. think it's You know, speaking of, I, I would say really, as far as duds are concerned from last um, this past Sunday, I, I would say if there is really a unit that's struggling tremendously, it's like I just wrote down like all the linebackers yeah. besides Cole Holt. Yeah. Because Ian said Bostic, which I was like, I can't be Bostic because he was one of my duds. It just seems like he's not playing as much as he used to. Ever since that mm-hmm. first Cowboys game, it seems like he's not been playing him enough. I don't know if it was the hit on Dalton that mm-hmm. kind of turned the coaches off on him, but he's been really struggling. Uh, Cole Holcomb has been good, if not better than good, uh, and consistent. He's a he's a Cam Curl type. He's he'll start. I don't think he's going to be a future star. Role players perfect for him. I mean, he's also yeah. what, what round was he out of North Carolina? Like, he didn't even go fourth or fifth round. Yeah. Didn't even go to the combine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the line. I, Tom, I'm with you. Linebacking group. Like I had D line as my studs. Mm-hmm. Put linebacking group as my my duds for this past week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks that Ruben Foster um, was put on IR again. I know we've been waiting to see this guy play for, like, what is it, three years, it feels like. Um, I, I just – someone explained to me why Kevin Pierre-Lewis, Thomas Davis, and John Bostic are getting all of the run over someone like Sean Deion Hamilton. Or, uh, I, I don't get it. Like, why? What's the difference? And, like, at least see what we can get out of Sean Dion, who I think has looked pretty good. Um, yeah. In the limited sample size, I, I it's shit like that that I, I don't understand, and I it certainly frustrates me. Yeah, that I don't get either. Give him a chance, and, and and thinking about too, like say, Ruben Foster comes back healthy next year. You have middle linebackers of SDH, mm-hmm. uh, Ruben Foster, and then Cole, Cole Holcomb backing them up. Yep. I mean, I I feel like well, I would take that over. Thomas Davis. Well, that's for sure. And Bostic right now. But maybe we can get Luke Keekley out of retirement. Run it back (laughs) a year for Ron. Jesus. Maybe he needs a year off like Ron. Maybe. He thought the same thing about Andrew Luck and he he looks fine. Look at he's doing well. Uh other duds I had. Um Troy Apke. You might eternally be on this list unless you do something special. He he dropped an easy interception, which I'll I'll never get over. Um, I, I just don't want. It was to, in his fucking hands. It was in, like I. He was give, a former receiver. That makes it worse. That makes it so much worse. Because oh. I was gonna say I give leeway to DBs. Like, there's a reason you guys play defense as opposed to offense. You don't catch the ball. Yeah. There's a little bit of more leeway than receivers, but that ball literally hit him right in the hands and with no one around him. And, and with his speed, that's a catch and run. 
and that's another at least 20 yards at field position. He, he can be nothing but a gunner on special teams, and that's it. That's fine. And coverage, that's fine. Like, use your speed and tackle, fine. But he, he just, you know, we talked about Terry McLaurin's instincts. Like, there's just some kind of – he just gets it. And, I mean, clearly there is talent there on Troy Apke if you looked at his 40-yard dash, but I feel like he's an example of someone that shines so well at the combine. That's the reason why he was taken in the fourth round, where he's just more of an athlete than a football player. Yeah, And he just continues to put himself in awful positions. I mean, the week before against the Lions, um, when Matt Stafford had that final drive, he let that receiver get behind him, and Matt Stafford just overthrew him. But, I mean, that was a clear um, misread on Troy Apke, and he's doing yeah, this. one job. I mean, he is a flat-out liability. Like, there's no other way to, to label it as such. Which which frightens me, I guess, yeah. with uh, Andy Dalton getting into a rhythm in this receiving court coming against Dallas, which I'll touch on in a second. But speaking of yeah. liability, he's not quite a liability yet, but he's teetering that line real quick. Dustin Hopkins – He's averaging a miss a game, and I, I just yeah. I don't understand it. I mean, it's yeah. he was so clutch for a couple of years, and I think kicking has been down as a whole over across the league this year. But I mean, he's also missing what we would think be easy chip shots for this guy. It, it's hard to yeah. I feel like I'm picking nits in a twenty to nine no. win, but I mean, one of these I'm just one of these times I feel like he's going to cost us the game. He already has. Well, I think yeah. both Giants games he missed a, a field goal, and we lost by one and uh, three, respectively. Yep. Yeah, and I, I know, like, I saw this on Hard Knocks, I think, a few years ago. I think it was when the Bucks were on, and they because um, they drafted that kicker from Florida State in the second round, and he just could not. Mm-hmm. He had the yips. Yep. Um, and the coach was uh, frank with him, just like, you got to hit everything under 50. Yeah. Like, if it's under 50 yards, you got to make that every time. Like I, Or we'll find someone that can. Yeah, and I mean, it's if he misses a fifty-three yard field goal, then that okay, happens. like I get it, that's tough. But if you're under that fifty-yard, you know, forty-five and in, you have to be consistent. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but watching him kick, it's like a train wreck. I'm like, each time, I'm like, this is his last kick as a football team member. Like he's gonna get yeah. cut on. Yeah. Uh, so you know, he's like a a relief pitcher in baseball, just kind of like what I said with Ronald Darby. If you're a place kicker and we're talking about you, that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, he missed one. I mean, we ended up losing by three. He missed one against um, the Lions too. We lost by three. I was indoors. You can't miss that either. Yep. And you know, clearly he has the leg. It's um, you know, physically it's not the problem. I mean, because I mean that's why he was signed to begin with. Because how good he is on kickoffs. I mean, very rarely does is a team able to take a kick back out yeah. of the end zone. So. Mm-hmm. He made a 50-yarder this week, and he missed one between 30 and 39 yards. I don't have the exact number, but it was between 30 and 39. you got to make that. I mean, he made one eventually, but the one he missed was was a chip shot, basically, for him. Yeah. Um, And so, anyways, as far as, you know, we mentioned uh, Dustin Hopkins, with the exception of quarterback, because we're in such a gray area at that position, and I have no idea what's going to happen next year, what is the next biggest weakness? What's our biggest need? outside of the QB position moving forward? Left tackle? Well, well, yeah. I think weakness and need are different. Okay. I would say our biggest need is left tackle. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's our biggest weakness right now. Our biggest weakness, I would say, will be the middle linebackers and safeties. 
I, I think it's free safety. But I don't think that's our biggest need. I would say left yeah. tackle would be. And then Ian and I were we Ian and I watched the game together on Sunday. We kind of talked about this because we were joking like Sundays one to four o'clock. We want to win so badly, but so badly. but four thirty on Sunday to twelve fifty nine the following Sunday we want the picks right. We want yeah. top, we want a top draft pick, and we're talking about it, if you get like a top five, top even top ten pick. I don't know if you can waste that pick on a not waste but use that pick. On a safety. On a safe or a middle linebacker, you got to take a tackle. But if you fall outside the top 10, if we end up winning this fucking division and fall out of the Mm -hmm. top 10, I think there you can probably gamble on a linebacker. No, but that said, like, for example, Jaron Christian, who has been our primary left tackle this season, I know he's currently injured. And, you know, credit to Morgan Moses for playing on the left side. Mm -hmm. I mean, he hasn't done that since college, I think. That's incredible. Um, it's, but we've we've managed to be serviceable since in the post Trent Williams left tackle era, like you know, and I understand if we have a if we're set at quarterback next year and we have a top five pick and you want to take that left tackle from Oregon, who's apparently a stud. I'll take. I get it because then you got your future left tackle for the next ten years. Um, at the same time, I mean, we have nothing at free safety. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we, when you don't have um, someone that can play center field like that, I mean, you are susceptible to what we've been susceptible this year. And look at the team like the Bucks, who took that um, Anton Whitfield from Minnesota mm-hmm. free safety. I mean, and he's an immediate plug and play and a yep. stud. Um, and I don't know, I don't know where he was drafted, but I feel like the Bucks had a mid yep. middle of the round draft pick. So, Later, I, I feel like if you're higher up in the draft board, you got to go tackle there. That's just a more valuable position. But again, back to your. It doesn't necessarily need to be via the draft. I mean, you can target that's true. That's the true. top left but, tackle and free agency or what have you. Back to your original point, I, I don't think. I think left tackle is our biggest need, but I think right now for this team, the biggest weakness is safety and line, middle linebacker. Okay. Because, like you said, we're Christian and Morgan Christian's heard, but Morgan Moses played admirably. It's not a weakness right now, the left tackle. We just need that's just the more valuable position that we need long term solution yeah. for. Yeah. And, and furthermore, in addition to that, regarding the draft, you absolutely unequivocally have to hit on your first round pick. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a top 10 pick, you right. are either getting a pass rusher, a quarterback, or a offensive tackle. And so you absolutely hit on that. So even if it's, like you said, not the biggest uh, need, but it's still like you got to take the safe play more often than not. Because if you miss on first-round draft picks, you're going to get fired, Kyle Smith. Speaking of hitting on first-round draft picks, Ian and I were also talking about so happy the Philadelphia Eagles took Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, goddamn happy. Justin Jefferson (laughs) is an absolute stud. He is going to be a player. for Unreal. And Rager has been mediocre at best. Now, the entire Eagles team has been mediocre at best. I'll give him that. But Jefferson, he's going to set rookie – he's going to demolish rookie records. And he's already, like, on pace to, like, for rookie levels, uh, rookie seasons Mm -hmm. at least, like Jerry Rice, Marvin Harrison, um – uh, uh, Megatron, just all these guys, and he's a stud. So thank you, 
Philadelphia for taking Rhaegar. You know, very rarely do you see trades work out for both teams. And the Vikings traded uh, yeah. away Stefan Diggs, got a first-round pick, used that for Justin Jefferson. Diggs is having a hell of a season in Buffalo, mm-hmm. and Justin Jefferson looks like he might even become a better version of it. Um, I if he's, am he's a turp. It's one of those rare times where it works out for both. Um, all right, so are you guys ready for picking results? Fuck yeah. Always. Hey, I'm back. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking up Northern American Rescue Tactical Protective Gear. Of course. Of course. That's a, yeah. that's a normal thing to do. Before Thanksgiving. Okay. I'm, in the, I'm in the market for a new med kit for the truck. Didn't you just tell us to save our money? Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> not, not, when he's, not when he's off duty. Uh. Uh, all right. So week 11's winner. Should also be in the market for guns and medical equipment. <laughs> I bought band-aids the other day. Good for, good for you, buddy. <laughs> in case I get a boo-boo. <laughs> Just saying, I'm not driving around picking everybody up. <laughs> Lies. All right. Week 11's winner. Cookie 10. Whoa. Yeah. Cook yeah. dog. Had a bad Second week place, already, though. Megan Healy, 8. Damn. It was Monday night, wasn't it? It was the Rams that did it for her, wasn't it? It's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. I think I maybe got 6. Not even. All right. Then there is a 1, 2, 3, 4 way tie for third place. Bobby, Ian, Umo. Emily, yep. seven. Yep. Hey, Picking one up it. on time at least. God damn it. Wait, who who is it? Me, Emily. <sighs> Bobby, Ian, Ian, Umo, Emily. All right, got one on time. All right. I made so All right. many bad calls. Then after that, fourth place, there is a tie. Two way tie. Tom Porter, six. God damn it. And Daniela, not a good week. She had four. Um, I wanted to make a ooh. jump. I was just like just do it. Just do it. Yeah. You don't have much time. You gotta. You gotta bridge this gap. Nope. Made it so, worse. Um, <laughs> one credit to Cookie. Um, yeah. He had a couple. He had an island victory. He had the. He picked the Panthers to win. I. God damn it! I switched that too. Um, they. They not only won. They smoked them. Yes. They, they shut them out. out. That was fucking yeah. ridiculous. That wasn't even. <sighs> With fucking PJ then, Walker. Uh, yeah. And then. Credit to Ian. He had an island victory as well, um, and he had picked the Titans to beat the Ravens. Um, actually, really for the first time, guys, I have been negatively impacted by not picking the football team to win. Now, if you remember our text message, text exchange, I said I wanted to take us, but I'd rather win, so I'm not. That's true. So you're, you're God- welcome. You're a goddamn war hero. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so the cumulative standings are as followed. First place, Tom, 109. Ian, you got a little bit closer now, 107, second place. Closer now, a little bit closer now. Third place, Bobby, 106. Three away, let's go. Fourth place, Healy, 104. <clears throat> Fifth place, Porter, 103. Yikes. Sixth place, Daniela, 101. <sighs> Seventh, Umo, 100. Oh, there's a tie. Cookie has 100 as well. 
and Emily has 76. I thought you were going to say tie with Emily. <laughs> Wait, who's tied with Emily? No, no one. I thought, I thought he was going to say there's a tie, Umo and Uh-oh. Emily. I don't... Yeah. So um, the first game I really wanted to talk about was Ian's Island victory. Um, at this point, guys, we need to have a conversation. This is not to make fun of Umo. We love him very much, our number one fan. Um, the Ravens are not the Ravens of last year. The Titans got to them again, um, in which it actually looked like there was some, uh, you know, genuine disdain between the two teams as uh, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh got into a bit of a tiff with uh, Malcolm Butler and then even got into it a little bit with their head coach, Mike Vrabel. Um, guys, what is going on in uh, Baltimore? Baltimore. Well, I was nervous because that little tiff at the beginning of the game, I was like, shit, don't piss off the Ravens because they're going to run all over you. It's already a revenge game for them. Yeah. Um, yep. They're just going to, and at home, they're just going to don't like, don't talk shit. Like, but fuck, fuck it. I mean, the Titans backed it up. That team, Mike Vrabel is going to be a good coach for a long time. I mean, he already is. He yep. has established his culture. His players back him up 100% and they play hard for him and he has a formula and it works. And, I think when it comes to the Ravens, the reason that they're so bad, not so bad, they're not bad because they're six and four, but they're not as good. Last year was, they were just unbelievable last year. Lamar had an historic season. We were obviously expecting a regression this season. I just think everyone knows what the Ravens want to do now. They they saw, honestly, probably that Titans game from the playoffs the last game. year. Yeah. yeah. And they just know, like, they want to run the ball. And if you stop the run, make Lamar throw. Mm-hmm. Their defense also, I don't think, is as good as we think it is. Like, I think I think their defense isn't that great. It's they were good. fantastic. And then added, like, Calais Campbell. Like, they made upgrades. Yeah. And it, it just hasn't come together. Okay, so a, a few things. One, like, has have defenses kind of figured – the Ravens out that offense out and you know has Lamar Lamar Jackson has you know tremendously um declined in comparison to last year I know we expected a a regression of some sorts but I mean he's been average Mm -hmm. and um you know when he doesn't have he doesn't have a lot of talent around him you know um, Marquise Brown isn't playing particularly well Willie Sneed I think is his other wide receiver you know I know Mark Andrews is a great tight end but um you know, whatever this offense was last year, and as we've seen with other, I don't want to say gimmicky type offenses, but when you have a dual threat running uh, quarterback, as we have experienced, um, once defenses, um, defensive coaches have enough tape, they will find something and attack it. And it looks like the Ravens just don't have a lot of answers. They don't, and they're losing all their answers via COVID now they're, they're going to be without their at least top two, if not top three running backs this week against the Steelers due to COVID. Um, I, I think back to Lamar, like they're not, he's, he's still really good. Obviously he's a threat to run it. This started with the chiefs game this season. Like we thought the game would be a shootout and just a great offense, but even the Chiefs defense who is, is pretty good, but I would say, I think we can agree it's average. They're opportunistic. They just stuffed the box and and dared the, dared Lamar to throw to his receivers who were one on one on the outside, and you know, 
I mean, Hollywood Brown isn't as great as we thought he would be. Um, nope. They haven't brought up Des Bryant to to play. He played last week. Did he play? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, did he do anything? I mean, I didn't even notice, so he didn't no. do anything. No. Uh, their best target is Mark Andrews, and so if you got mm-hmm. Mar- if you hold him in check, they opposing teams have no problem playing their receivers one on one on the outside aren't scared mm-hmm. of them, and then are just going to stuff the box and stop the run and keep Lamar contained behind the line of scrimmage. So that's it. That's 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 the game plan. And then just wear down that defense like we saw the Titans do. Just run, 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 and then take a shot deep when you get a chance because their secondary isn't that great either. Is this a part of the Madden curse? <laughs> I mean, it probably is. And add it to the list, right? Yeah. I mean, look, think about it like this, too. We la- – like – Last year, we were talking about how Pat Mahomes was having a regression from the previous season, but it wasn't this bad, right? Like Pat Mahomes, still he was also hurt last year. He still had a solid, he still had a really good season, even missing a couple of games. Lamar has taken two steps back compared to last season. Now he had a again, he had a great season last year, um, fourteen and two, and unanimous MVP, but. It it was no near nowhere near the regression that we saw Pat Mahomes have from what was it twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen. Yeah, uh, Ian, were they was Baltimore the most like the most favorited team to go to the Super Bowl? I mean, they had to be top three. Yeah, going into the season, right? They were oh shit, sorry man. Yeah, they were pretty much everybody's pick, except unless it's Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had to be. Thrilled. You know, I I just keep on waiting for them to, for that correction to happen. I'm like, this can't be the Ravens. I mean, they were unstoppable last year. I mean, this with an improved team, at least on paper. I I um, I'm just been waiting for 11 weeks for mm-hmm. you know lightning in a bottle again, and we haven't seen it. Um, so it, it's yeah. you know not to wave the the panic flag, but if you're a Ravens fan, it's not. It's certainly not uh, meeting expectations. Now, here's the thing, though. For them, I mean, they're six and four right now. They <laughs> yeah. have a tough. I mean, I, I even though their game from Thursday was pushed back to Sunday, I still think missing two or three running backs, they're gonna have a tough time in Pittsburgh. Talk that up as a loss. But then their December is super easy. Dallas at home, at Cleveland on Monday night. That Dallas game is a Thursday night too. Next Thursday. Uh, Jacksonville at home, the Giants at home, and then at Cincinnati. I mean, they could finish off with five straight wins and ride high yeah, in the playoffs. But those opponents, I'm looking are not at um, like I love the point differential stat. Like the so the Steelers, undefeated Steelers have um, are plus one twenty four. The seven and three Browns are minus twenty three, and then the Ravens are plus seventy three. So I mean, clearly they're a really good team. They're just not yes, you know connecting all the dots so to speak so i mean even if the, i will say if they still get into the playoffs which i imagine they will um i, I wouldn't want to play them i mean their losses are their losses are to kansas city defending super bowl champions yep. pittsburgh who might be the best team in the league this year new england belichick and a playoff team from last year and tennessee uh a playoff team from last year who beat them so i mean their losses aren't terrible like you you know you would see those losses on the schedule Without without mm-hmm. any context and be like, okay, th- I mean, like those aren't bad teams; they're not bad losses. No, um, yeah, it's interesting. So, uh, next team I wanted to talk about. I, I know they this was in a losing effort, 
but I, I feel like there's just been league wide. There's been a general golf clap guys. These uh, Las Vegas Raiders are good. Very. <laughs> Derek Carr, man, looks great. Just picked up. Looks car, great. Too. Doesn't get talked about either. Um, well, they're um, six and four. So, um, and they, they went really, you know, shot for shot with Kansas city on Sunday night. Almost swept them. And I, I mean, like you look at the game, I don't know if you guys watched the whole game, you would, Mm -hmm. you would wake up and see 35, 31 and be like, Oh wow. The Raiders either came back late or hung in there, but they had a legit shot to winning and they lost because of Pat Mahomes. I mean, you can't really hang your head to that. I mean, Pat Mahomes did Pat Mahomes things and led that game winning touchdown drive and, and threw a silly pass to Travis Kelsey in the middle of the end zone. Um, so it's like, it's, it's so hard to beat, uh, the same team twice in a single season and then to have that team be the chiefs. That's even harder. So the fact that they were right there in position to win the game, yeah. I think, I mean, um, you know, what's it called? A mortal victory. Yeah. No, no. Moral victory. Moral, not mortal. Mortal. Yeah. A Mordor victory. <laughs> you know, and this was just just to show you how it, it doesn't take long when you just admit to a rebuild and embrace it, and then within two years you're in playoff contention. I mean, a couple of years ago they traded Khalil Mack, acquired I believe it was like three or four first round picks, yep. and I mean now they're built in the long term. Yep. Uh, and this which this is you know the proof is in the pudding where if you you know officially rebuild. And you know, fully embrace it. it. It has its benefits, and sooner than you expect. Look at the two most recent teams to you know tank. That Miami. was Miami and Vegas. And I, I said, was it last year, beginning of this year? Just give Derek Carr time. Give him time to get familiar with and learn and understand Gruden's offense. He could mm-hmm. do some damage, and and we're seeing it. I mean, he's not going. I don't. I don't know. His comparison to that one season he had that he was fantastic with Jack Del Rio's coach and he got hurt at the end of the season. That was a couple years ago. Um, But, you know, he's not MVP status, of course, but he's probably Raiders MVP status. Like he's, they wouldn't be six and four without him right now. And, you know, he's not, he's a little bit above a game manager, but he's not, he's a step down from like they win because of him. He also yeah, has a well, great running like, game with Josh like a, Jacobs. He's not a top tier, but he's playing like, at this rate. He's he's pretty close to it. More than serviceable. Way more than yeah. serviceable. Yeah, if the uh, playoffs started today. They um, would be in and the Ravens would be out. They would be in and the Ravens would be out. Yep, they win the tiebreak over Miami and Baltimore based on best win percentage in conference games. Um, yeah. Speaking of the playoffs. Guys, playoffs? Who is the best team in the NFC? What do you do? What do you do? Let me write that down. (laughs) Green Bay there for a little bit. You had Seattle there for a little bit. They Mm -hmm. both kind of fell off. You had New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans, but no Drew Brees. Yeah. You have the Rams. Rams, Rams look good. Rams that, def- really good. That, de- that defense is fucking nasty. Yeah, the defense Jaylen is nasty, and Aaron Donald didn't do anything. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, yeah, I, I would say, 
I mean, if you look at point differential, the Saints have the highest in the conference at plus 73. And then Tampa Bay is right behind them at plus 67. Um, you know, I know we've talked about the NFC West uh, a few times already this season. And, you know, who's the team that's the best to come out? And, and I mean, right now it looks like the Rams. They look like to be the most complete team out of the four. The only different, the only thing I have, a que- and I, I agree, but the only question I have about the Rams is their consistency. Like, yeah. the loss against Miami was terrible. Um, a couple, they om- they barely beat the Giants at home. Like, when they're on, like they were on Monday night, they are definitely one of the best teams in the NFL. But sometimes Jared Goff just doesn't have it, and he needs to have it. That defense will keep them in every single game. That mm-hmm. secondary is silly. Jalen Ramsey earned every penny of that contract. He is silly. That's why he was worth a first-round pick. He is absolutely yeah, silly. So, um, to answer your guys' question, I I don't want to say New Orleans. This was your question. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, my question. My bad. <laughs> to um, answer my own question. I mean, I'm looking at who is the most complete team? I mean, is it is it the Rams right now? Or is it just recency effect because they played so well against Tampa on Monday? I, I honestly like looking at the top three, and I'll take uh, I'll I'll take a top five actually, and take Philly out of it. So mm-hmm. that's New Orleans, Rams, Packers, Seahawks. Seahawks defense is so bad. I with Drew Brees out, I actually would probably lean Packers because of Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I know what I'm getting from Aaron Rodgers week in and week out. I don't know what I'm getting from Jared Goff week in and week out. Some 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 weeks he's great, some weeks he's not. Mm-hmm. What what about the Bucks? I, I'm good. I mean, they're they're a good team. They're not the best team in the NFC. I, it, Tom Brady has not. Like there have been times where oh that's that's the goat there, there he is, yeah. and then there are other like I mean that game ending interception on Monday night, I mean that's some rookie shit. Like, I it's mean awful. His, his first interception too. Both interceptions were like that. That he is missing guys. Like he is. He really guys. is. And that receiving well, and, core, he and, should not. And he's got some <laughs> dogs on the roster. Yeah. And now I will also admit that was it Leonard Fournette dropped like five passes that were gimmies. Yeah, but yeah, those deep balls are. He doesn't have a deep ball like he used to. Um. Also, I, I for me the with the Bucks, is this defense as good as we think it is? I think Tampa's defense is good. I mean, they're not world beaters, but they're good. They're good. I feel like I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I feel like people have been talking about it, like they're one of the best defenses in the league. I saw the Rams. I mean, the Rams do this to a lot when they're on, but they. Did whatever they wanted. Jared Goff was just doing whatever the fuck he wanted against them. All right. And so, and New Orleans did the same thing a couple weeks ago. Now those are two great offenses, I understand, but I don't know how good I don't know if this defense is as good as we think it is. They so have thirty one of the two, Chargers. This is on the lines.com. The two teams with the best odds to get to the Super Bowl are the Saints and Seahawks. I believe it. That's just giving Russell credit. Definitely not the defense. The defense is garbage. Garbage. You muff cabbage. Muff cabbage. What does it say about the Cardinals then that they couldn't score too much against them? Cardinals are good too. I mean, I I really, Ian, you being you, who, if you were to bet on who is the NFC representative Mm. come to Super Bowl, 
Who are you betting on? It's a good question. I don't know. Like I, I honestly like, have no idea. It, it could one be of those one games of those. Where like I don't want to touch it. I have no idea. Yeah. I think I got to go with Bobby's logic on this one and just go Green Bay because of Aaron. With Drew Brees healthy, but I mean they just they're snake bitten in the playoffs recently. Correct. If, if they but, get Drew back healthy week, what is it supposed to be like 15, 16? They're also he, he didn't look without, that good. They're eight and two without Michael Thomas, too, is one of the better receivers in football. Um Yeah. Yeah. So Ian, he didn't look that good for Drew Brees or for Drew overall, Brees. But that's still pretty good. Yeah. You'll still take that over a majority of the quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah, Especially with the knowledge of that offense and with a healthy Michael Thomas right now, like I, I just right now have questions on can Taysom Hill actually be a starting quarterback in the NFL? I don't like know. how long? How long do? How long before defenses figure out much like they did Lamar Jackson? You know, yeah, they know they're going to want to run the ball with him. And he's like that's th- a guarantee. That's a fact of life yeah. that they don't want to air it 30, 40 times a game. How many times did he throw last game in his start? And it was against the Falcons. He threw 23 times. And he had 11 completions in his career before that. Yeah, he had 18. 18 completions for 233 yards. So, I mean, yes, they have success with that, but at what point do teams just figure it out? And make him I, throw. I would dare you him to throw. Every single Taysom Hill. That's why I said put Jameis back there too. Yeah, but yeah. Here's the thing, though. I, again, I think uh, seventeen, sixteen. Yeah, I think Drew Brees is scheduled to come back week fifteen. So their games leading up, which is against the Chiefs, by the way, but their three games leading up to that week would be Bronco at Broncos at Falcons at Eagles. Those are three favorable matchups. Favorable matchups. I was going to call them cupcakes, but. Yep. All right. You guys ready for week 12 pick them? Fuck you. All right. So we are going to go with who won. So let's see. Bobby, Ian. Um, Both of you had seven porter and I had six. Uh, Bob, Ian, you are currently beating Bobby in the cumulative standing. So it's going to go Ian, Bobby, Tom, Porter. Oh, that's rad. All right. So we have, ready. We're only going to have two games tomorrow, guys, not three. The Ravens and Steelers have been postponed to Sunday. Thanks, So let's go 1230. The three and seven Texans travel to Detroit to play the four and six Lions. The Texans are favored by three. They've looked better since Romeo Cornell took over for Bill O'Brien. Yep. Addition by subtraction. Let's go, Houston. Bobby. They've looked better. The Lions have looked worse with the aching uh, Matt Stafford Texans, and they cover. Also, the Lions are always terrible on Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, uh, as Bobby likes to say, retweet. Order. Texans. Halfway. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to skip the football team for last, as usual. So let's go yep. on to Sunday. Um, the six and four Las Vegas Raiders travel to Atlanta to play the Falcons. This line 
Just curious. The Raiders are only favored by three. That's stupid, Raiders. Uh, I agree, Porter. I, I'm going Raiders as well. But that is suspiciously close. It is close. I think, like, you know, Matt Ryan can throw the ball. He's got weapons to be able to catch. They really don't have that much running game. But I think what's dangerous about the uh, Atlanta is that they can push the ball on offense, but they just can't do anything on defense. Exactly. So as long as the Raiders' defense at least causes some chaos, like there's no way they, they wouldn't win because their their offense is going to light their defense the fuck up because they've, they've literally got nothing. It's, it's a joke. So they're not going to run it. They're probably going to put it to the air most of the time on their corners. It's, yeah, Raiders. Three is a conservative number. I don't know where they got that from. I'm I'm going Raiders too. They are just the um, they're obviously in contention and they're going for it. The Falcons should not. Uh, I'm going. I would I would say they're the the line is what it is because the Raiders have had COVID problems on defense, um, and they haven't gotten full practices and they didn't have full, which is also crazy. You think about that they hung with the the Chiefs and didn't have. Their defense practiced basically all last week leading up to that game. Um, but I think that's the reasoning for the line. This feels like a trap game as a Raiders fan, but I think coming off a loss like it's a trap. that, it's a trap. I feel like the lo- coming off a loss like they just had against the Chiefs, they'll be focused. Um, and I, I'm going to pick the Raiders too. The Raiders. All right. Ian, maybe the one that got away. The three and seven Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert travel to Buffalo to play the seven and three Bills. The Bills are favored by five and a half points. Yep, Bills Mafia. But Chargers keep it close. I think they might cover that. Bills coming off a bye at home. Bills Mafia, but I agree. Chargers keep it close because of Herbert. Go Ducks. Uh, I'm going Bills as well. Uh, guys, I, it seems inevitable as long as he's healthy that Justin Herbert is going to break the uh, NFL rookie record for most touchdown passes. He's going to beat um, Baker Mayfield, actually. Uh, how, like we said this with uh, Tyrod Taylor last time, how did Tyrod Taylor start over this kid? I mean, he is, um, well, like, he, he's going to be a star. I feel bad for Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, so do I. Of course. Like, obviously, Herbert's clearly better, but Taylor clearly won the job in camp, then gets his lung punctured by a team doctor on the sideline and then just never sees the field again. Ridiculous. He's had a tough go. I mean, good for him for sticking with it, but, yeah, Herbert is the truth. Yeah, Porter, what say you? Sorry, say it again. The Chargers at Bills. Bills are favored by five. And- yeah, Bills. Sorry. All right. Um, yeah, I, I have to imagine. I'm not sure if Anthony Lynn is going to have a job next year, but the Chargers keep finding ways to lose, and that typically gets a head coach fired. So, um, on to the next game. We have the three and seven New York Giants travel to Cincinnati to play the two seven one Bengals. Uh, the Giants are favored by six. Uh, Joe Burrow. Out for the season, torn ACL, torn MCL. Looks like structural damage. Um, good God, have we witnessed some catastrophic injuries over the past few years at FedEx Field? Um, yeah, um, thoughts and prayers go out to Joe Joe Burrow. That was um, brutal. 
At some point, the field is the common denominator. I know it wasn't the field directly that caused his injury, but at some point. <laughs> yep. And I know we're getting sidetracked here, but you are a resident. You sadly have had this injury as well. Can you describe, like, do you know right away how painful this is? I mean, it, it if looks you've, almost if you've had it before, if you've had it before, you know right when mm-hmm. it happens. But it's the first time was the most painful, but then after the second, third, and fourth, it was just like, oh. You tore your four times? I dislocated it four times, yeah. Oh, my God. Shut up, Greg. <laughs> so many times, I'm like, hey, bud, why don't you take it easy? Shut up, Greg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well the first time they told me I tore my meniscus and I should uh, take it easy for six weeks so that I started playing basketball in two <laughs> when was it when your when your mother came home and you were in the in the leg splint like not even the brace but like your whole leg was locked up in that fucking thing playing around on basketball in the front yard <laughs> <laughs> can't hold me down yeah. <laughs> That was how I got my. That's how I developed my jump shot, though. Before I was a slasher. It's true. Uh, the answer to your question is: it is it's brutal. But like I, when I dislocated, when I tore again at military school, I walked from there to the fucking the health, mm-hmm. whatever the shit was called, infirmary. I guess infirmary. Yeah, and like they didn't even believe that. I tore it. I was like, I was like, oh no, like, it's gonna be there. And the next day, oh, sure as shit, my knee was this big. So it's like, it's not as painful sometimes. It's just mm-hmm. it really depends. I was also playing a non-contact sport, so yeah, I'm not getting tackled. So when you witness something like that, like as someone that has experienced this time and time again, is it just like, uh, like an uh, absolute, yeah? Yeah. And then I just see the look on their face and I'm like, oh, I know that look. It's brutal. Yeah. Do you feel like a, like a pop? Like, is it? Yeah. Ugh, that sucks. Um, all right. So, yeah, the Bengals are screwed. Um, he's, <laughs> this looks like a 12-month recovery. I, I would be – I really, really, really hope the Bengals take a page out of the Redskins' former um, SOP. And uh, please do not rush this kid back. He's going to be a, a stud as well. And uh, if that means he has to miss the first month of the season or whatever next year, then miss all of next please, year. Yeah, please do not go the RG three route. Please wait till twenty twenty two. Yeah, um, Ian. With that said, who do you have winning? Is it me? Yeah, I think. No, I'm sorry, Porter. It's me. Giants. Yeah, and Giants. Um, I'm going to go Giants as well, uh, specifically because uh, the Bengals are starting Brandon Allen, uh, and uh, the Giants have looked a little bit better, obviously, and hopefully they win the division. Hopefully they win the division? Yes. We need the Bengals to win for us to have a clear shot at the division, but the Giants are going to win. Okay. With Joe Burrow, I would have picked since he- I would have, too. Same. Same. But without him, no, the Giants have been looking better recently. Giants. Right. It is. We have yet to disagree on anything yet, guys. Uh, yeah, I've I that. imagine no this one will. Ian, the Titans traveled to Indianapolis to play the 7-3 Colts. 
both teams are seven and three. Excuse me. Uh, this is a pick 'em. Colts are favored by three. Oh, that's what I'm taking. They just they look good. And defense the Colts could have the best, one of the best defenses in football, and that's yeah. really what's won them these games. You're going Colts. I'm going Colts. Revenge game coming off a big win on the road in Baltimore Titans. I agree. I'm going for that same reason, Bob. I think because uh, the Colts won the first time. Yep. I, I imagine these two teams got a split. Titans. All right. Ian Island. All right. Porter. The They worked the last game. They did. Well, that's the thing because they, they, did, they but... stopped the run. And without Derek and with Derrick Henry not being able to do Derrick Henry things. And the Titans special team was atrocious. They had like two block kits returned for touchdowns. The moral lesson. All right. Um, let's go, Porter. We have the three, uh, four and seven Carolina Panthers coming off an impressive victory in, uh, against the Lions. Play the four and six Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are favored by three and a half after coming off of an embarrassing, frustrating loss against the Cowboys. Carolina, baby. Ooh, you've been on that or you've been on that Panthers train for a while. Um, fuck Minnesota. I don't, I don't know who's going to play for Carolina. Um, if Bridgewater sits out again, I'm going to stick with. I'm going Minnesota. So, I still think they're going to do well. More, more, and Anderson are fucking nuts. They they're are, just catching everything. They, everything that flies their way, they fucking catch. They're so Same. fast. DJ yeah. Moore. I love DJ Moore. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I have them. I have both of them in our PMIC league. I'm, I'm, I might play both of them. Last week, they both got one got plus 20. The other one, uh, I think Anderson got like 19. They're one of the few teams that you can start multiple players on the same team and still. Yeah. Succeed. That's nuts. Ian, what uh, you got? I didn't go. Oh, I'm sorry, Bob. Uh, I'm going Kirky at home. Even though he's one and four at home this year. Jesus. It's not his fault, though. Yeah, it's like, always his fault. Don't you, you <laughs> shut your whore, man. Did he win the game, though? Did he win the game? Did he win the game? <laughs> putting putting up numbers. That poor Kirk. He goes to a team that has defense, and then all of a sudden they just forget how to play defense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, Kirk's here? Um, nah. <laughs> nah. Kirk's quarterback? No, don't tackle anybody. Oh, the super but spreader? Nah. I'm still going. I'm going Kirky. All right. Um, oh, I love this PJ Tucker thing. Yeah. Um, XFL, big shout. Um, as far as Kirk is concerned, there was a, a recent video showed he was mic'd up not too long ago, and he doesn't curse. Ever. So he he's a he's a frick guy and a guy like a reporter. I saw it when they when they posted that video. It said, "If Aw Shucks was a person, yeah. it's, it's Aw Shucks." <laughs> I, I I realize I often realize that the three of us follow the same exact people on Twitter. So like, yes. it's funny, funny. You guys, I, I didn't see. We've already seen it. I didn't see that one. So that's new for me. I, I don't go on right. Twitter anymore, so I appreciate it. All right, so Ian, got a good game here. We have the Cardinals travel to New England to pay the Patriots to play the Patriots. Six and four, Arizona, four and six, New England. New England coming off a frustrating loss against Houston. The Cardinals are favored by two and a half. That is I'm close. Spread. I'm taking that. I'm biting on that one. Yeah. Wait, what yeah. was it? What was well, it? Well, if. 
So Kyler's questionable. Oh, yeah, okay. So if Kyler plays, I'm taking Cardinals. Mm-hmm. If not, if he doesn't, then Belichick against a, a, a backup quarterback. I'm taking that all day. Uh, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Who is the Cardinals backup? Yeah, not to skip you, Tom, but I think that's my parlay as well. Uh, if he doesn't play, I would change it to the to the Patriots. Okay, Brett Hundley is the backup. Who the fuck is that? He's most yeah, the that would be who Bill Belichick makes his bitch. Yeah. <laughs> all right, sounds like Cardinals all the way around, guys. I think even if Kyler Murray plays, I'm interested to see how Bill Belichick plays uh, coaches against someone like him. Yeah. You know, it's I, – I think that spread, that two and a half point spread is indicative of that. Um, that it is. is. That is suspicious. Suspicious. Yeah. Um, okay. Suspicious. Porter, the <laughs> six and four Dolphins travel to New York to play the 0 and 10 Jets. The Dolphins are favored by seven guys. I'm not sure if the Jets Fucking are going to. Fucking fins up, bro. <laughs> Fucking flippers all day. <laughs> there, there were prop bets to see um, what would happen first if the Jets win a game or Donald Trump admits that he lost the election. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. The, what are the odds? God, I wish I could bet. Uh, Trump was the underdog. It's <laughs> amazing. All right. So... A, lot of money, a lot of money going in on the Jets. All right. I'm, I'm looking at the Jets. <laughs> I'm looking at the Jets' schedule, guys. There's so not a play. The Dolphins, yep, over 500. The Raiders, playoff team. Seahawks, playoff team. Rams, playoff team. Browns, playoff team. And then they end on the Patriots. Their one hope potentially is Week 17 against the Patriots of all teams. Oh man, because they're going to lose all those games. Well, I would win. say at home against the Dolphins or even at home against the Browns would be a better choice than at the Patriots. Oof. Guys, yeah. Dolphins got this. Especially Let's if the Patriots it. need that game to get in the playoffs. No, the Dolphins are good. Dolphins Bills uh, Super Bowl market. Is that it's possible? possible? It's not possible. Is that possible? <laughs> no. Damn it. I love how he I was, knew. I was like, wait a minute. Is that, could that happen? No, it can't. <laughs> he knew, yeah. too. He's like, wait a minute. We're, we're all going fins up, obviously. Uh, um, I kind of want to. Nah, fins up. Fins up. Do it, do it you communist. No. Nah. Now they're going to win for sure. All right. Next game. <laughs> the team's scheduled to, I mean, as of now, if the playoffs started today, they would be in it. The 7 3 Cleveland Browns travel to Jacksonville to play the 1 9 Jaguars. The Browns Why are favored seven, three. seven. Mike Glennon is starting. For the, for the Jags? Yes. Oh, yeah, he did. Is it me? It is. Yep. It's a quiet 7 3, but they're. I don't think yeah, the defense is good. I don't think they're as good as the record shows, but they're definitely nope. better than the Jaguars. For sure. How did the Jaguars <laughs> beat the Colts in week one? <laughs> week one. That's... Yeah, I guess. But Luke. Like, like the Colts would demolish them right now. And of course they don't, they don't play again until week seventeen, so the Colts might be resting players anyways. Uh, Mike Glennon is starting. DJ Chark might not be playing, and two other receivers might be out. This feels like like don't wouldn't you agree? This feels like a game the Browns would lose for no reason. Oh yeah, they would Browns yeah. totally Browns it. But 
I mean, with the if Minshew was playing, I think I would pick the, the Jaguars. I agree. Uh, but backup quarterback and maybe not your top receiver and two other receivers. Who who the fuck is he gonna throw the ball to? I'm going Browns. Poor Jay. <laughs> they'll be open. Yeah. Just can't guarantee they'll be a pass to run. Yep, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Browns. Obviously, Porter. Browns. All right, next game, and this was supposed to be tomorrow night, and I was really looking forward to it. The six and four Baltimore Ravens traveled to Pittsburgh to play the undefeated Steelers. The Steelers are five uh, five point underdogs. I'm sorry, five point favorites. Um, this is one of the. I, I guess I know the Steelers are really good. I don't think they're ten and no good. The Ravens have underperformed, but here we are. Porter. Roethlisberger's projected to play through his limited status at the moment. If he does that, if he plays, I'm going Pittsburgh. If he doesn't play, then then Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm almost it, literally every weapon is is fantastic. Their running backs are fantastic. All of, like all three of their fucking starting wide receivers are fantastic. Like they've just been killing it. Yeah. Aside from like small injuries, like Johnson got hurt uh, earlier on in the season, got smacked on the back. But other than that, it's I don't know. I, I think they pull away from. Okay. I think the Ravens put up a fighter. They cover whatever spread. But I I'm going. Pittsburgh, if uh, Roethlisberger plays, right. I'm going to go Pittsburgh as well. Um, I if you if you would have asked me this a week ago or two weeks ago, I, I would have said something similar to the Titans Indianapolis Colts game, where you know these two teams are really good. There's a lot of disdain between the two of them. They're going to split, uh, but really at this point, the Ravens are so decimated by injuries and are just not playing up to par. Yeah. And uh, you know I. You, you um, just got to stop picking them every week. Um, I'm going Pittsburgh. Not only injuries, but also decimated by COVID now too. Again, yeah. the running backs are not playing. The Rona. I think I agree. I, th- I think if it le- they at least had Dobbins and Ingram back playing, mm-hmm. I would maybe lean to the Ravens just because I, I agree. I think it's hard to beat um, the same team twice. And they did win in Pittsburgh last year. And that turned around their season. Um but yeah, without those guys, I, I don't know how they establish any kind of running game. Or who the bars going to throw the against that? That could be the best defense in all of football too, right? Right there. So I'm guessing Big Ben won't have to do too much. I'm going to go Steelers. Okay. Yeah. I picked Tennessee. I was on an island last week, and I'm going to be on an island this week with Baltimore. Okay. They need a get right game. Get right game. This and, is going to be and, one of those games where. They shouldn't win, but then they just do. And not to mention, Pittsburgh's due for a bad game, right? Yes. Damn it, I kind of want to take the race. Too late. Sorry, Ian. I can switch. Nope. It's binding. Oh, is it, Ian? Yes. He typed it already. <laughs> let's let's play, the, play the tape. The ink is dry. What ink? Uh, hmm? All right. The next game we got, uh, Ian, we have the Eight and two Saints travel to Denver to play the four and six Broncos. The Saints are favored by six. Denver coming off an impressive victory against uh, Miami. Oops. 
I'm going Denver. I'm going Denver, and I think Jameis Winston finishes the game. Okay. Bold. Let's do it. Bob? Bold Asian beef. Um... <laughs> what? What are you reading? What did you just say? No, he said bold. I said bold as an Asian beef. Like like a Chinese dish. Said it. Said it. What? No, that was just. I thought he said old as Asian beef, too. No, bold. Like a bold (laughs) Asian beef. The the joke. Well over over the head. Um, I kind of want to take the Broncos, too. At home. She. I'm taking Saints. God damn. I shouldn't, but I'm going to take the Saints. Yeah. I'm going Saints as well. I just Move. feel like even even if it's Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston or a combination of the two, they're still the better team. Yeah, going Saints, 100. They are Saints. Go marching in. All right, to Denver. Next game, the 49ers travel to Los Angeles to play the 7-3 Rams. The Rams are favored by six and a half points. Should be more Rams. They're gonna fucking destroy them. I'm going Rams as well. I know San Francisco is absolutely decimated by injuries as Dude, well. They're fucked. Yeah, um, but they—they're us like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, the, the Rams might be the best team in the in the conference right now. They are riding pretty high. I'm going Rams. Damn it! Uh, yeah, they're riding high. Yeah, Rams. Ian? McDreamy's back from the dead in Grey's Anatomy. Get the fuck out of here. How do you know that? <laughs> it was on TV. Oh, yeah? Yeah? Was it? <laughs> you saw it, huh? I did. I saw the commercial. I saw it like five times. Okay. Yeah. You watching the show? You watching the show, bud? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> I stopped after season three. Dude, I was so angry after the – I missed the premiere, and it said on on demand it had episode one and two. And I was like, oh, fuck, yes. I get to see the premiere and a follow-up one because I don't want to – I don't want to – because I binged everything. I've never watched this show in real time or had to deal with these ridiculous cliffhangers and then have to wait a whole fucking season. And I get Elaine all excited, and we watch the first one. It's like an hour and a half. It's basically a movie, um, the start of COVID and everything. And then I go Is and I click to like – dreamy? Yeah. So I click to go to episode two and episode two is the continuation or what they did as a two part uh, for the, for the first uh, episode. So it was just the second half of the first one that they played all in one. And I was like, I, I can't express to you the amount of disappointment both of us had because I, I told her, it's like, no, babe, we, it, we missed the first week. We've got two. We've got two. The whole time we're experienced. It was like, doesn't matter what we watch. We're going to have another one. No, not what happened. I was very upset. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe you're upset that you didn't get to watch Grey's Anatomy. I was so mad. Dude, this, this, this show has jumped the shark so many times. I didn't it even is... know it was still on air. Yeah, no, it's, it's that good, though. But I'll give it this. I know we're kind of jumping ahead of any kind of, like, review or whatever. The shit that they were doing for COVID – because that's basically what this entire season about is about COVID happening was uh, fucking powerful and was like, this should be mandatory viewing. And the only thing that's on television and all of the South, 
and anywhere else where they don't believe this shit is real. Like it was making like, like Elaine like tear up from like, her like working on the COVID ward and like what it's actually like and all this poor shit. Like, the White like House. it's it's powerful shit. And I was sitting there, I was just like, God do it. damn. It's 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 good TV. I liked it. Is it? Yes. Is it? It's good television. So McDreamy's back from the dead. McDreamy's no, he's not back from the dead. He's not back from the dead. He's still Meredith. dead. He's very dead. He's still dead. Yeah. It's just Meredith is somehow dead again. She's 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 not dead. The same face. She's not dead. It's it's confusing. Like this she gets like into a, a lot of scrapes and has probably the most damaged human being on the planet and has, you know, been shot, been in a plane crash, drowned. God knows how many other fucking terrible things that have happened to her in the plot line. And this current one, spoiler alert, she's got COVID. So I kid she you, slips in and out of consciousness. I kid you that's not. that's where McDreamy comes up. I kid you not. My family talked about Grey's Anatomy for probably 30 minutes at dinner tonight. Fuck Yes. <laughs> Coming over, my doing dad, a Zoom. My dad is rewatching it right now. He's like, I knew, I knew, I like loved Rome. He's See, like halfway through season we got, we got four. Rome, he, cigars, and Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> he's like halfway through season four and loving. He's like, oh, I'm gonna get through at least season eleven. I was like, that's so much yeah. TV, dude. It catches you. I didn't think so either. And they're like 50 I didn't, minutes. I'd be the piece. last fucking. I've told all of you. I'd be the last fucking person to watch that shit, and then it no, snags you. And I you watched just, it when just, it was originally on. It was fantastic, but I stopped yes. like I season, the first season four seven seasons. or eight. I'm not gonna lie. I think I watched like three to five seasons. It I goes through deep. some lulls. I got there's deep. definitely some lulls. So there's definitely like this is fuck. Come on, like power through it. There's still some good good TV. There's still some good drama. At some point, I was like, who the fuck would want to live in Seattle? Oh my god, so many tragic <laughs> things happen. <laughs> yeah. So much bad shit's happening. Jesus Christ. He's Anyways. breaking it. <laughs> He's breaking that fucking thing. Hi, you breaking my bar here. Hi, you breaking <laughs> my bar. Wow. He keeps breaking that fucking thing. How much does that cost? Like, right? All the time. Still magic. All the Still time. magic. The best uh, timing ever. Thomas, I apologize for interrupting. <laughs> oh, my God. Who is going to win between the Rams and 49ers, though? <laughs> <laughs> I already said it. What a good sport. I wish it was the Seahawks. Was Rams, I know. That's uh, Rams all the way around. Okay. Yeah. Um, I believe it's Porter. Ian, I yeah. picked first. No, it was okay. yeah, it was the Chiefs travel to Tampa to play the Bucks. 9-1 Chiefs, 7-4 Buccaneers. The Chiefs are favored by 3.5. That is closer than I expected. Yeah, they're giving Bucks defense credit. Yeah. Uh, but I'm taking Kansas City. Chiefs by a lot. For sure, Chiefs, Bubba. Sorry, Thomas. I'm going. I think that's Chiefs all the way around for everybody. Yep. yep. Damn. So either I'm making moves or I'm going back. Yep. Yep. Then, um, all right. Next game, the Bears travel to Green Bay. Five and five Bears travel to Green Bay to play the seven three Packers. Packers are favored by eight and a half. For a reason. Yep. That's a GB, GB for GP. Oh yeah, all the way around. Yep. Not a lot of fun games this week. No, there's really not. <laughs> I feel like Bobby, myself, mm-hmm. and Porter have agreed on everything. That's what I'm saying. I have two. Yeah, you have two islands. That's it. Wow. What so are his islands? Either I'm moving up or I'm moving down. Yep. All right. Um, another game that I think is going to be a clean sweep: the 
Seven and three Seahawks travel to Philly to play the three six and one Eagles. The Seahawks are favored by five. Send it. Seattle all the way around, guys. Die, Eagles, die. <laughs> all right. Never forget how mediocre Carson Wentz is. Okay. Yeah, my Uber's here. <laughs> yeah, where are you Ubering to? You're home. <laughs> all right, so let's go to our game tomorrow. Um, as the three and seven Washington football team travels to Dallas to play the three and seven Cowboys at four thirty tomorrow. The Cowboys are favored by three with um, coming off of a much, much, much more impressive um, game with Andy Dalton back at the helm under center um, in which they were victorious against Kirk Cousins Vikings. Um, Before we really get into it, guys, here are the games that we play after this game against Dallas at Pittsburgh loss loss. at San Francisco toss up loss toss up. I'm going to toss up on that one. That's I think we can do be... it. I think we definitely do it. I'll pick that one. Okay. Um, Seattle. So you got Steelers, Loss. Niners, Seahawks. That's at best one and two. At, at best. At best. At best. Yeah. In other words. I punted on those this, three games a month ago. Yeah. This is a must-win game. See, we say that every week, but then the fucking Eagles lose, the Giants lose. <laughs> so, ergo facto, they keep us in the fucking hunt for the division by still losing. So, even if we lose, we're still in it. <laughs> yep. And I, I, th- well, I guess, well, hold on. Where are the Giants at? Uh, Giants are three and seven, and we all picked them to win. Okay. Well, by the end of tomorrow night, the winner of this game will be in first place at the NFC East. I think the Giants end up winning and they'll catapult to first place. I think we all we all picked the Eagles to lose still, but it's just it's just bonkers by that by Friday morning or even you know by tomorrow night at eight o'clock, the Washington Football Team could be in first place of the NFC East. Yeah, and right now we currently have the number five pick overall. Yep, and the Cowboys eight, I think. Yep. Four. That was a misprint. So they have four, we have five. Oh, because we have a tiebreaker over them? They have a tiebreaker over us. No, we beat them head-to-head, right? So they would be lower. They're, they have the fourth. We have the tiebreaker. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Um, All right. I forgot who's up. Quarter. GP. I think it's me. Okay. Yeah. Because my first got, pick but? was Green Bay, and then it went around. Yep. Uh... Going, going uh, Washington football team here. And I'm going to go 21-20. All right. Um, I'm not going Washington football team. Thank you. Thank you. I think both of these teams are relatively even. So I'm kind of sticking to my theme that there's going to be uh, a split. Um, if Dallas, I will say if Dallas plays like they played – Last week, they win. Uh, I would have to imagine that will be the case. So I'm going to go Dallas wins. Let's go uh, 24-17. And ruin my holiday yet again. 
<laughs> um, doesn't have to, buddy. Let me put it with Josh. Make him to win. First and foremost, you I gotta believe. I did want to mention how much we talk about how we hate this fucking team, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, are easily most hated team in all of sports, mm-hmm. especially on Thanksgiving. Want them to lose so badly, but in so all racist. seriousness, thoughts and prayers to their players, coaches, mm-hmm. um, and fans for the loss of their strength coach, Marcus Paul, who was only 54 when he passed away this morning. Just a tragic scene. They had a cancel practice yesterday. Didn't talk to the media. There were reports that he had passed away, but he was still alive and then ended up passing this morning, only at 54 years old. Uh, what happened? They, they haven't said what the issue was. Um, but, of course, you know, again, we say how much we hate this team, but obviously never wish anything like that upon anybody or any team, any franchise. I hate the fans more than I do the team. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Um but I, I just, in all seriousness, it, that's obviously bigger than football. But in a football sense, I I don't know. This is this is, <laughs> this can go one or two ways. I don't know how the Cowboys, after not only not practicing on Tuesday on a short week before playing on Thursday, but also losing what seemed to be like a pretty lovable and well-respected person on their coaching staff and training staff two days before Thanksgiving. I just don't know how they're going to respond. Like Tom said, if they respond and play like they did on Sunday in Minnesota, I think they win. But if it's it's just too much, I I don't think we could blame this team for coming out flat tomorrow, given all that's happened in the past 24 hours or more, leading into a holiday game. Uh, on a short week and not practicing and the one day you would have a full practice um, when you play on Thursday. Um, so, and, and then to Porter's point, now that aside on a more, on a lighthearted note, to Porter's point about the fans watching Jeopardy tonight. Did you guys watch Jeopardy tonight? Did not. Uh, the contestant who ended up winning uh, his fun fact was that he's a lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan. Anyone, anyone want to guess where he's from? Cincinnati. Nope. DC. DC. Not DC. That Mar- one, DMV. No, not in this area. Long oh, Island. He's from New York. He's from New Jersey. Megan, correct me. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> and his reasoning for being a Cowboys fan is that he just wanted to be a contrarian and he hated the Giants, so he just oh, picked the Cowboys. And I hate them so much. So sounds like sounds like a Cowboys fan. Yeah, exactly. Just just a troll. And then he just trolls. And then he won Jeopardy. That makes me. I was so pissed off. So what a dingus! With all respect to the Cowboys fans and um, their trainers, friends, and family who are of course grieving this holiday, their fans remain the absolute worst. Washington football team, who I think have lost are. Well, one, two. They are two and two in their last four Thanksgiving Day games. One of them being against the the, the Giants. Cowboys game. A couple years ago, uh, they have lost two in a row against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. They changed that, and they will win. I'm going to say they win twenty six to sixteen. Damn. Okay. 
Ian. The Washington football team. I just think they're going to run down their throats again. And then with a little couple, couple, couple dingers to Terry. But uh, Cowboys are going to keep it close. They look good last week. Dirty fucking dangles, boys. Dirty fucking dangle. 29. 29-27. <laughs> oh, my God. These close – if they're that close, that the scores that you Porter – I can't wait. Said, I would when's, when's the game? 4-30. 4-30. Okay. I apologize to the entire country that they're stuck watching two 3-7 and seven teams play on um, – on Thanksgiving Day, which is like the primary game that everyone watches. I'm so sorry. As Mina Kaim said on Twitter, you will take your NFC East showdown, America, and you will like it. I love Mina Kaim. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, all right, so that wraps it up for football. I want to get into the NBA draft and what's going on locally here in Washington. Um, let's just start with the draft in which the Wizards – um, really, I guess one of the top prospects fell into their laps um, when they drafted Denny Avdia. I believe I'm saying that right. I think that's um, right. From Israel, uh, and he's six nine, I believe. Six nine, two fifteen, nineteen years old. Um, number four rated prospect. Um, the, I know that he was not anticipated to fall um, this far down the draft, but he did. I know he doesn't necessarily fit a need. Um, but I feel like this must be a case in which he's the best player available. Yeah, I think the only thing that a lot of people are upset about, I think me included, is that, and this is nothing to do with this kid, Denny, um, but it just seems like, and, I, and this might not even be factually true if you look back at it, but it just seems like the Wizards have a tendency to always pick a European with the first-round pick, especially a lottery pick, and mm-hmm. it has not turned out. And that just makes people question it, um, yep. hesitant to support it, which I definitely was. But then you look at the upside. I mean, he has the highest ceiling out of anyone that was on the board at mm-hmm. at nine. Um, like he's, he was, he was a top five talent that fell to number nine. Yep. And you know, you talk about this in any kind of draft. You take the best, especially with a top ten ish pick. You take best player available. Um, and I think we were kind of nervous. Well, what does this mean for Davis Bertans? Because they kind of play the same position. Um, and then they re-signed Bertans within a couple of days. So I like that Denny's going to be learning from a player who has found success doing sure. his same sim- similar game. It's just... I don't think a lot's going to be asked of him this year, I, I have to imagine. Exactly. That and also, I think... I think I, I definitely wanted a big man, a big center type, power yeah. forward type. And the, the main guys on my board weren't there. So it's like, it, it's definitely a risk. If it pans out, great. If not, it's another one where you throw into the Euro trash bucket for the Washington Wizards. But again, he's 19 years old. His upside is high. Got to give him time and got to trust Tommy Shepard that he knows what he's doing. Okay. Ian, what you got, but I'm very curious on your thoughts. I love it. <laughs> I am stoked. Everybody keeps on bringing up Jan Vesely, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But it's like, 
it's no longer Ernie. We got faith in Tommy Shepard. Mm-hmm. And people just don't want to. They get burned by the Jan Vessler. Yeah, we all were. But that's where the game is going now. Yeah. The best players in the league are the Greek Freak, Jokic, uh, fuck, obviously Luka. It's like that's just the way the game is translating now. So I'm excited. He's 19 years old. Is mm-hmm. he back-to-back MVP? Yep. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, six foot nine, and so, he's, yeah. he's he's a six foot nine playmaker. It looks like he he's really good with the ball in his hands. And anytime you have someone of that size and still growing and and you know developing muscle, I mean that I, I could see how the the physical attributes are off the charts. I, I would say my my primary concern is, and I think this might kill Bobby, um, is he's a fifty percent free throw shooter. Free throw? Free throw shooter, 50%, and 25% from three. And I knew he wasn't a shooter, but... Yeah, so I, are those things correctable? Yes. Yeah. Very much. And at 19, and, you know, it's one, especially at that age, when you think about it, like, he's been the best player everywhere he's played yeah. every year. He doesn't need to shoot. He just can rely on his athleticism and, you know, slash to the rim. So, and this kid can get up, at least when I saw these videos. Yeah. He, he can he does not run like he's six foot nine. No, no, he's he flows. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. And if um, Obi was there, I still I probably would have still wanted Obi, but I would have taken Obi too if he uh, that's who I wanted. And I he not doesn't necessarily fit a need either, but he's just so explosive, and I, I feel like the Wizards are their best when they play in transition, and mm-hmm. he can run. And yes. He would well, have a fucking oh, Denny. Yeah, uh, and like like we said earlier, I don't I don't think he's going to have a big role this season. So, and nor does he need to. Um, is he a three or a four? I mean, I mean, I know positions really aren't as important anymore, but I'll go four. He's a three and a half. Yeah. Um, Just Bobby, my my biggest concern with the draft pick, and I I'm already worried for you, is that Denny is a fifty percent free throw shooter. Oh, I saw that. That was a huge red flag for me. I was like, wait, what? It's usually the opposite. Usually he doesn't shoot well on the outside and shoots pretty good at the free throw line and, and you know develops his outside shot, and he doesn't shoot well from the free throw line. Which He it shoots worse like than Shaq. He, um, but it, I don't see a problem with this form. Ian, do you see? And it, no. it looks good to me. I mean, maybe it was just a th- uh, it wasn't point of emphasis over there you know like mm-hmm. they just not i mean i would hope yeah. here you take that again they're called what free throws free they're for free the let's take those points please and thank you it's in the name uh yeah i i'm i also i think it's really cool you know basketball has become an international sport and um, we have the best japanese player ever we have the best israeli player ever um you know we have Germans, I mean, it's we have an international team that's really cool. Um, yeah, and the so Latvian laser, don't forget about yep. him. Yep, and that was my next point. Um, Davis Bertans, five years, 80 million dollars. How happy is Ian? <laughs> He's so giddy. It was, when I saw that, I was just, I was, I was like, no, I had to go to Twitter just to make sure it was all verified and whatnot. Yeah. I was so happy, and then immediately. John got, got kicked in the face. Yeah. And like, I remember when I saw the, the ticker that Davis resigns, I'm like, Oh man, I was like, 
no wonder he's going to sign because he has a green light all day now. Imagine with an actual point guard, like he's oh, going to be. Yeah. Um, and then like I went down a rabbit hole. There was this game against Bertans had against the Hornets, in which the announcer for the Hornets just like lost his mind because he just wouldn't miss. Yeah, like thirty five feet contested. Yeah. He was just losing his mind. He's like, "How is this happening?" And I was like, "Oh man, that gets me so excited." Um, so fucking pumped. It's going to be a fun team to watch. I mean, they're going to score a lot of points. Um, yeah. But it's going to take a lot of overs on that one. Yeah. Bobby, your thoughts on Davies resigning? Happy Bob? Happy Bob. Yeah. Um, I, and I think we talked about this on the pod going back to last year's trade deadline being like, mm-hmm. this This was the end game, right? This was the goal. Like, mm-hmm. don't give him up. Sign him in the offseason. I think he even talked about it in his uh, – re-signing press conference, how he much he appreciated and wanted to stay in Washington and appreciated the front office sticking by him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's a force. He, he's a scorer. He's the prototypical, you know, that's who they're hoping this guy, Denny, turns into, you know. Probably. Prototypical European scorer, long, can defend on the perimeter. Um, occasionally, and can drain it. And can drain it and can occasionally drive to the hoop, so... And where do you give them the green light from? At from how far away? Half court. <laughs> halfway. As, as soon as he, <laughs> halfway. As soon as he touches like, leather, he can shoot. Pull it. How much would you pay to watch him just warm up and before games? It would be the price of admission for me. I don't even need to watch the game. I just want to go <laughs> watch that. Do you, now we just got to give him to play around the world. With well, him. yeah, you, you just want to play around the world with him. I will fuck him up. <laughs> Probably <laughs> pretty good. Latvians uh, with freaking laser beams attached to their arms. <laughs> so, um, and then five minutes later, John Wall requests a trade. Guys, I'm, I'm trying to dissect this. So let me just kind of think out loud here. I'm sure um, you're handling it well. Oh, yeah, everything's fine. Um, if, if it is in fact true that the Wizards are irked by John Wall making bang signs. You can F all the way off. Yeah, He is one of the most philanthropic, charitable, genuine guys we've ever had in DC sports. And um, I mean, what he did today and yesterday for um, in, in Southeast for the community, he has always given back. And um, he is a good dude. Someone I, um, you know, I, I very much appreciate everything that he's put in on the court, off the court. Um, if they're irked by this gang sign bullshit, then shut up. That's a Redskins move, as, as I said on Twitter. He's literally reportedly asking for a trade and then three days later handing out turkeys in D.C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So What, a, what an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> the honest nerve of John Wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other point, this is a guy that hasn't played in two years making $40 million for the next, I think, two, three seasons. I get that. Like, he, I would be, you know, irked by his contract. And especially, I mean, this is a lot we're putting on someone that hasn't played in two years who specializes in explosiveness and a torn Achilles is going to take that, you know, explosivity away. So um, I, I see that point from a basketball standpoint. Um, that said, guys, how do we, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Like, it's, I understand it's a, it's a business and I can't imagine John Wall playing in any other uniform, but I mean, something is up, um, whether it is, you know, these rumors that we're hearing online and, and stuff like that or, or, or what, but 
it's a messy situation and it looks like it's going to spill into the regular season. Ian? No? Okay. Um, my, my question would be, and we might not know the answer to this ever, but mm-hmm. was it the Wizards shopping John Wall or was it the Rockets coming to call asking if he would be available? Yeah. Because in my mind, like, I understand John Wall from everything that everyone said. He's a very loyal guy. I can relate. Mm-hmm. I am too. Um, he has said countless times he wants to be here. The whole, the part that I don't understand is that he's offended by that they want to build around Bradley Beal instead of him. Yeah, I don't agree with that. That, I I, that Tom, like no. you just said, he hasn't played in two years. Bradley Beal has become one of the best players in all the NBA. How he's not an all NBA player, I don't understand. That's a different topic for another for another day. Totally um, sure. But I I would understand being hurt, figuring that you were coming back from this injury, putting everything you can to play again this season, and then the team is shopping you. I understand mm-hmm. that. But if it's the Rockets coming to Tommy Shepard, being like, "Is John Wall available? We'll give you uh, Russell Westbrook for him." I don't think you can be mad at the Wizards for at least listening. If yeah. someone comes calling, that's Tommy Shepard's job. You know, it's a it, yeah. it's a business. He has to at least <clears throat> listen to what other teams are offering or asking for. Um, we we've been a lottery team two years in a row. Everything's on the table. So yeah, and, and again, this is supposed to be year two of a rebuild. So, yeah. um, I, yeah, everything's on the table. If it's the Rockets come knocking. I think maybe there's just a miscommunication there between front office and player uh, mm-hmm. that he felt disrespected. Hopefully they just worked it out. If it's the other way around, that's a whole new can of worms. And I mm-hmm. hope it, I hope that's not the case because then, yeah, I think this is going to play into the regular season. But again, I mean, John Wall was literally out in D.C. A couple, yesterday or two days ago handing out turkeys to families in need. Uh, he did not answer questions regarding his trade request. Um, no comment. Um, I think it was either I think it was all but uh, I think it was was it Chase Hughes? No, it was somebody else. Scott Abram Abraham. No, some Ch- someone confirmed that John Wall Oh no, it was <laughs> Tommy Shepard and Scott Brooks have both been on the radio since saying that John Wall never officially requested a trade. Mm-hmm. So that's just hearsay, maybe. Maybe it's just guys throwing like I mean just throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. I hope it's not true. I hope it all just fizzles out. Uh, Yeah, I'm not freaking out at all. It's a wait-and-see scenario for me. The other thing, too, though, is that, like, Tom, you mentioned his, you know, his contract status, though. He's not going anywhere. They're not going to trade him. Mm -hmm. I mean, no team is going to, like you said. He's he's virtually got an untradeable contract. Untradeable contract and coming off that injury. I mean, it, it's like if it's one thing, like if they just want to do a straight up trade, Russ for John Wall, I don't like it, but okay. But then you want assets in return, also, like that just yeah. shows you what Parker. how other front offices are seeing that John Wall is unequivocally damaged goods, and I, I, I can't help but agree with that. Um, at the same time, I mean, I thought this was a part of the plan that this is one of the reasons why Bertans was resigned, um, and this is why Brad's staying, and, and he hasn't himself requested a trade either, so. I mean, I thought this was a good thing that you're getting one of the best distributors in the NBA um, back for an offense that can already put up a shit ton of points. So, um, And you would think that would help improve the defense on the perimeter. 
per yes. meter. Yeah, I it, it's 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 tricky, and um, you know I, you know the the likelihood of any kind of you know modern day athletes staying with one team throughout a career is so rare these days, and especially in the NBA when there's so much empowerment and leverage on the player side, if they're not happy, they're going to go somewhere else. So, um, you know, I, I, I understand that, you know, the, the likelihood of John and Brad playing in another uniform at some point in their career is, you know, almost inevitable, but, um, this just, it stinks. And, um, I, I just, I, I hope that Tommy Shepard doesn't earning this. Yeah. I don't think he will. He seems too smart. Yeah. I hope they, they play it out. Like, okay, let's give it a couple months and see if this works. Mm-hmm. And if not, then, you know, trade away. Trade away. So are we all in agreement that um, we would say no to that Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook for John Wall trade? Even straight up? 100%. Especially if it includes more assets going toward Houston. Absolutely. I, I don't even care if it moves the needle. It sells tickets and, and, and shit like that. I, I It just – it's not a good fit. No, it's, um, it's, a, it's actually – a step backwards, maybe even two, because you have, if healthy and if he's as good as everyone's saying he is mm-hmm. in terms of workouts, John Wall is one of, if not the best, pure point guard in the league. We've been mm-hmm. saying this on this podcast from day one. Yep. You're trading yeah. for a point guard who is nothing but a me guy and a scorer. You know, I love Russell Wilsbrook. I don't want him on this team with Bradley Beal, mm-hmm. with Breton's back, with Thomas Bryant, yep. with Rui. Uh- he would be a terrible uh, example for Rui Hachimura. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And and if anything, and Ian can harp on this a lot more than me because I know how much he appreciates it, but if you watch the NBA bubble, and what I enjoyed about it so much, um, with the really ex- exception of the Lakers, is that team basketball prevailed. The teams that had the best chemistry, that played a five-on-five game, I mean, look what the Nuggets did. Look what the Heat went all the way to the championship just because their team chemistry was so superior to anyone else they played. In the, look what uh, the Suns did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, you know, Russell Westbrook is really the antithesis of that. He is not a team player, despite the back of his basketball card shows that he is. Um, it just – there's no cohesion. Um, he rubs his teammates the wrong way. And uh, I, not to mention he can't shoot anymore. So – yeah, he's purely a to the rim type player, and he's two years older than John. So I, I, uh, that's going to be a no for me. It does but. not add up. Now I would send him to Brooklyn, please. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Have fun um, with Kyrie and Durant. <laughs> is there? I'm sure that will go. Any scenario? Well. Is there anyone that you would trade John? Like realistically, like Blake Griffin, I know is is up there, but I don't know where would he play center. Yeah, I mean, he's so injury prone too. Yeah, I don't know how his health. I I don't think his health, but I mean, John Wall is injury prone too. So maybe that makes it a fairer trade. But John Wall for Paul George, who says no? I would take Paul George. I would take Paul George. Paul George plays. I, I throw in a first round pick. What did he play? Power forward, small forward. He played three, three and a half, and then he moved. Ruby to the bench? No, I would start. It would go like Ruby to the four. Bertans comes off. Yeah, Bertans comes off the bench. Mm-hmm. Which he did last year. He didn't start yeah. first last. I mean, how much are we paying him now? I mean, 
five years, what was it, 80 million? Mm-hmm. A lot of money to come off the bench. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I'm, I would think he But even if he doesn't start, I mean, he'll play the majority of the minutes. Yeah, he'll play a lot of minutes. I guess, I guess there is just like a that taboo around starting. Not taboo, but like what's, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, maybe the Clippers make sense because it's a similar contract and they need a point guard. Yeah, they do need a point guard. All right. So I would want anyways. a point guard back. I would want a starting point guard back. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, Cash, Cassius Winston will do it. Um, I like that pick. Me too. Me too. All right. Um, we're on the Turkey Day food rankings. Let's go. <laughs> Porter's awake. Bobby. Yeah, I'm back now after Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> More boring than Jimmy talking about taxes. Virginia's doing great. You take that back. <laughs> Although, I'm sure Jimmy makes it sound very, very appealing. <laughs> All right. So, Bobby, why don't you kind of give us to this up for us as um, this was inspired on uh, Grant and Danny Wait, from a few days ago. So, we're doing power rankings or we're doing a draft? Do you, do you, I'll let you take the wheel. I want to do a draft. Let's do a draft. Do it. Um, all right. So yeah, this is insp- well. This is inspired by Grant and Dane did this on the radio the other day. Also, this was an idea I brought up on the podcast or at least to our group chat a couple months ago. Just doing a fantasy draft of random things, um, but this one has a little more. Um. Uh, I guess I don't know what's the word. More relevance to the current. So basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to go, well, since there's four of us, we're going to do three rounds, okay? We're going to do three rounds of a fantasy draft. And you are drafting Thanksgiving food items to be on your plate for the Thanksgiving. Now, once something is drafted, you no one else can have it. So like say um, Porter drafts stuffing. No one else can have stuffing on their plate. So you're trying to build your ideal plate with what is available. Caveats are, and this is where Grant and Danny ran into some some trouble. You, I guess technically you could be a dick and be very broad and take everything of a certain topic. So like the problem they ran into was that Danny drafted cornbread, but then with the next pick, Grant drafted all other types of bread. <laughs> or all all dinner no. rolls. No. So you so we're agreeing that we have to be specific on what you're drafting. Yeah. So spit spit like like mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes are two different things. Correct. But are mashed potatoes in like if someone drafts mashed potatoes, could I draft baked potatoes or potato skins? Yeah. Different. Okay. Specificity. Yeah. Whoa. That's fine by me. How how we do an order? What's the uh, order? I am trying to figure out a random order. I'm trying to. Or we could just do the order from Pick'em and just go snake. Uh, random. I'm trying to randomize it. Although all these uh, four teams, yay! All right, I'm gonna go. Oh, I don't want the first pick. Tom, Ian, Porter. Oh fuck! Just Bobby. <laughs> Generate draft order. Please vote log name PMIC. Uh, don't send me the results. Just do a fucking random. Alright, well, did not think of this. 
All right, hold on. Random. Name generator. All right. Yes. On a separate line. Okay. What did I say? Tom, Porter, Ian, Bobby. All right. Pick a random name. I got, I got. I have a generator thing up right now. If Jesus you want. Christ Almighty God, just do it. This thing <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Already figured it out. All right, Porter, take the wheel, bud. All right. Uh, so I got our four names in here. I'm going to hit generate three times. And then whatever the order is, that's the order. Is everyone cool with that? Yes. So it's going to randomize it three times. I'm just going to click, 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 click. And then whatever that is, it is. Okay. All right. One, two, three. Bob, Tom, me, Ian. Mother Ooh. dick fuck. <laughs> All right. So snake draft. All right. Let's do this. So Bob, Tom, Porter, Ian. All right. Well, with the first pick, I am going to take. I'm going to take stuffing. Stuffing will be my first overall pick. Which that's was, that's that's a clear number one. Which was that's the one seed. Which was I, the that, number that, one if overall. If anybody if anybody was picked first and didn't pick that, it'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It was the number one overall pick on the Grand White Daniel, Turkey. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stuffing is the correct choice. Specifically, my grandmother's chorizo stuffing. Oh, you salami. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the gabagool. <laughs> I send it back. You know Thomas olive oil on his stuffing. Thomas is next. Yeah, with the next pick, I'm going to take mac and cheese. Ooh. The real mac and oh. cheese, the one that's baked. It's got the breadcrumbs on top. The crust, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Solid. All right, Porter. Everybody knows what I'm picking. Dark meat. I knew it. <laughs> dark meat? Dark meat turkey. Taking all the dark meat, all the delicious dark meat. That was my – I was between mac and cheese and that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you get two back-to-back -back picks. Yeah, I did not even think about that. So this one, this one might take a little bit. Um, fuck. I'm also going to post this, ideally, on a poll on at PMIC Podcast on Twitter, so people can vote who had the best plate. Ooh, I like that. So Bobby got stuffing. Uh, I'm running it down too, Porter. Me got too. It. So we I'm not. <laughs> what would you say you do here? <laughs> Besides hold us up and not pick something. Says the guy uh, okay, who took, generator. I know. I was going to say, says the guy who took 15 minutes to find a random generator online. Greg did it in five seconds. Simpsons did it. I think Greg has it bookmarked. <laughs> no, I'm just the internet, bro. I got dual screens. Uh, it's easier for me. It, that is much easier for you. You guys consider ham... Yeah, people have ham. I know. I I always have ham. Yeah, we always, yeah. Ham's Thanksgiving. Like ham's not a. a, a it's mainly thing. Christmas, but you can definitely have it on. I've had it on Thanksgiving. Like, I've always, I've had it every every Thanksgiving. I we don't have it on Thanksgiving, but I know people do. Yeah, we do. Ham, that. ham, fourth overall. Ham, ham, <laughs> ham. Okay. You gonna eat your cornbread? Damn. 
cornbread. Cornbread, right. that's high. I think cornbread went that high on G and D. I, I think that's that's pretty high for a bread. He said it did go that high. I think Danny took it with like his third pick, if not second. And that's when oh. the whole thing went up because then Grant took all other dinner rolls and biscuits. Well, you all are gonna have the driest fucking sides ever because I'm taking gravy, baby. Damn, that's a good pull. Yeah, what was he in second pick? Cornbread. Cornbread. And Porter, you said gravy. Gravy is this number six overall. All right, I'm gonna go. Um, so that that certainly throws a wrench into it, but I'm just gonna stick with it. Um, you know, I feel like this is a safe pick. You you can plug and play him in anytime. Um, I think he's gonna fit the system really well. I'm gonna go with mashed potatoes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but without the gravy, now it's like pointless. Nah, I, yeah, I can have that's a good pick. It. I was gonna take mashed potatoes too. Fuck, how do you spell put potatoes? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, that's... Bobby with the eight overall pick. All right, back-to-back picks for Bob. Damn, Tom's riding with the starches. Ah, <laughs> shit. Um, uh, this is harder with four people. I like this. Um, all right, I'm going to go... Damn, gravy was a great pick. Fuck. All right. I'll, oh, I know. All right. All right I'll, I'll open it up to the group. If we decide this is off the table, that's... It's off the table. It's off the table. I'm going to go the deep fried turkey. The deep fried turkey. And I have had a Thanksgiving where I have done both an oven roasted turkey and a deep fried turkey. Can I take the just only the deep fried turkey? No. But the deep fried turkey is better. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's why I would take no. it. Or Tur- is it turkey? Just- turkey is turkey. Because then I could be like, well, I'd like the Parmesan mac and cheese. Or, I, or I'd like the yeah, you know I, I the cornbread with the corn kernels in it. I think in this avenue you would have to go the white turkey. The white. The meat. white. All right. Yeah. Well, with a lack of protein on the table, I will go white meat. Ugh, you don't even get gravy. Oh man, that's Gross. okay. If hey, I think people give turkey a hard wrap, especially the white stuff, because I think they do it wrong. If Correct. Do, they if, don't brine first. That's what they don't do. Or they overcook it. If you do it correctly, it is moist and fine. Get that. Get that butter mix with some uh, uh, rosemary and some salt and pepper and thyme. Mix that in some butter and then rub that underneath the skin. Push that inside, low and slow at fucking three hundred for. Couple hours. Perfect. Sounds sounds disgusting. How dare you? That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing tomorrow. I got a 12 pound turkey brining in my refrigerator right now. Um. All right, and then the key is though brining. You guys got to do that if you ever know that. The reason why um, turkey comes out dry is because you don't see. brine it. The salt water makes it more moist. All right, so this will be my last pick because we're only doing three rounds, right? Or we do want to only three? Mm-hmm. Three. Yep. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go apple pie. Hmm. Going to throw it. Nice says Guatemala that's, like apple that's, pie. That's a, that's a good pick. Going to going to throw a dessert on there. He's got a round up plate. Not going to lie. But it is good. Stuffing white turkey and apple pie is not bad. Yeah. I um Bobby you definitely um snaked my pick. I was going to go with white turkey cuz I need some kind of protein 
Um, you taking at, I should have traded up, traded some future assets, <laughs> you know, pulled a Mitch Trubisky with the Chicago bears and just traded <laughs> up, even though I had a good pick and I just, I overthought it. Um, well, that was the worst performance. <laughs> yeah. What would you give up for dark Turkey? A whole lot. RG three level ransom. Take it right here. So Grant offered uh, Danny all his whole plate this this year's whole plate and all of his picks next year for stuff <laughs> for stuffing. <laughs> I would do that. Grant uh, and as long uh, as it's stovetop, none of that bullshit with like no. apples and shit in it. Stovetop right. is the best. It's yes. unreal. I'm, I'm gonna go with um. I'm gonna go with the dessert as well. I'm gonna go pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. I almost went with something else, but. So I'm torn. Because what I really like doing is having a dinner roll and some some meat and pouring some gravy on it, making a little sandwich out of it. So I'm thinking dinner rolls, but I fucking love candied yams Mm. with uh, some brown sugar, molasses, and marshmallows. That is my aunt makes the best fucking candied yams um now is candied yams different than sweet potato i would i would put it in the same category okay they're they're interchangeable in my opinion so that's off the table yeah yep i'm gonna do it candied yams so i can't pick sweet potato Uh, according to porter no I, they're 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 very similar. Yam to sweet potato difference. <laughs> Dual monitors. The skin of the yam looks like a tree. Blah, 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 blah. Yams are entirely different root vegetable. They're different. Sweet potatoes. Different vegetable. Bam. Sweet potatoes with the marshmallows. <laughs> with mallows. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> All right. At the conclusion of the 2020, keep your yams. The 2020 PMIC Thanksgiving draft. I finish with stuffing, white meat, turkey, and apple pie. Tom goes mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, and pumpkin pie. Porter goes dark meat, turkey, gravy, candied yams, and Ian goes ham, cornbread. The only one to pick a bread, uh, and sweet potatoes with mallows. Porter and Ian also didn't have dessert. Picked a kicker in the third round. But you can maybe consider candy yams and sweet potatoes with mallows as a dessert, a dessert type or sweet enough. Get the it is, it is sweet enough. It's delicious. These are Not good plates, boys. I'm happy with I'm glad no one picked fucking salad or yeah. uh, cranberry sauce. If we had more rounds, you'd best believe cranberry sauce is going to be on my I would plate. Pick, I would pick I, some if, sort of cranberry sauce. If I had the turkey, I would have picked it. Oh, I almost yeah. I almost did um, green bean casserole. Casserole is... What? It's just... Never. No. Green bean casserole I've, is just green beans in gravy. That's all it is. So you get it's, the gravy. It's, it's cream of mushroom, and it's like baked. Which I is... Mean, Broth and soup—that's what gravy I've, I've is. Had, I know. I've had it a million times. I've never had it good. I've I've never even when you put like the fried little French's onions on it, like it's still a little crunch, a little crisp. Yeah, I like it. I do need the texture with the crisp. Yeah. If if I'm gonna eat a green bean casserole, I can, I can respect liking it. I've, I've oh yeah, I just never. So it's like Brussels sprouts for me. 
a lot of people love it, but I've I've tried it a bunch of times, and every time I've never liked it. Brussels sprouts done right are fucking delicious. Megan Healy makes damn good Brussels sprouts. She's making. So does Katie Natalie actually? Yes, she does. Chopped in a blender, garlic, butter, bacon bits, onion, that bacon bits, and Parmesan cheese. Mwah. That's so um, good. All right. It is. I think we've been on for two hours. Do we want to do a Rotten Gregory's or should we wrap it up, guys? I mean, I, I could give you a bunch, but. You yeah. Know. What, what you got for us? Uh, well, I completely forgot Queen's Gambit uh, last week. Whoa. Uh, okay. Hold on. We started last night, got two episodes left, didn't finish, just so you know. I haven't started. Got it. Uh, bullet points. Uh, an amazing show, 100% a Healy show. Um, <laughs> we enjoy it. And Empowered. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a fictional story about a, uh, a female chess player in the 50s and 60s, um, I believe. 70s, 60s, yeah, 50s, no, 60s. 50s into the 60s. Um, and it's, I, it's, it's hard to describe. It's, it's an amazing story. Um, storytelling is fantastic. Each is important to the storyline. There's no filler. There's no like. It's it's a, it's a great fucking show. Love um, I highly recommend. Um, the other one I started was uh, American Gods. Um, Elaine has told me that I cannot watch it in her presence because it freaks her out that much. And it's too weird. I have heard <laughs> it is a, a film noir fever dream of uh, ridiculousness and uh, plot lines that go in so many different directions. A lot of remnants to not entirely memento, but reminiscent of, um, but like it does a lot of flashbacks, a lot of different storylines, really great writing. Um Cinematography is great. Um, it's 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 vague enough, and it captures your attention that you want to keep watching. And the episodes or the, for the seasons are short enough where you can get through it. So I got two episodes left on the second season, uh, which is all they have right now. Um, but it's it's a it's basically about uh, humans' relationship with with different gods and worship. Um, everything from money to technology to old gods like the Nordic uh, Christian monotheistic it's it's crazy it's it's i can't describe it anything other than it's just it's it's nuts at times um and i i told bill um this is if my opinion holds any water this is definitely a show i think you would like um so he said he was going to try it but um yeah i would recommend it but it, it is quite violent nice uh porter danielle and i started last night i really liked it so far for pilot episode was yellowstone Yes. Love that fucking show. See, that show makes me want to be a cowboy. Like Sons of Anarchy made me want to buy a motorcycle. Got it. Love that show. All right. Yeah, that's what I got. All right. That sounds good. So when um, I guess when uh, season two of The Mandalorian ends, then we can have a, a full length discussion on, on that as well. Ooh. Yep. 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 I'm enjoying the season. It's good. Me too. The cinematography, like someone said, I think it was Umo actually. Uma. Well, on the last episode was so good. I didn't even watch this last episode. It's good. Is there going to be an episode this week because of Thanksgiving? That's a good question. Uh, 
I don't know. Cable one, usually wouldn't do that, but you know it's Disney Plus. So. Use one of your eight screens yeah. to, to look it up. <laughs> uh, what's tomorrow? Our twenty seventh. Yep, there will be. Nice. All right. Well, that's gonna do it. It was a long one. Um, hope you found time to listen to this uh, podcast on your turkey day before sitting down to a delicious meal. Uh, be sure to check out our Twitter account at PMIC Podcast for. Mm our poll of our Thanksgiving Day draft that we just did. We snuck in real quick at the end. Also, be sure to give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook and follow each one of us on Twitter at Tom underscore Natalie for Thomas, at Ian underscore Foster 21 for Ian. Um, I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco, and Porter is at I don't go to Twitter anymore. Um, give him a strong follow for all your up-to-date Twitter needs. Uh, and follow the PMIC podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, <coughs> Spotify, and Google Play. Wherever you find podcasts, you can find our podcast. I even found it on um, one of those weird, obscure podcasting platforms the other day. So be sure to give us a follow there. If that's your jam, just search Put Me In Coach Podcast um, and give us a, a like, subscribe, leave a review. Spread the word. We really appreciate everyone listening um, and, and giving us good reviews and chatting with us about the podcast. Um, it's been a, it's been fun. It's been a good time. Wish everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. Happy stay safe. Uh, hope if you can be with friends and family. Hope you do it safely. Um, enjoy your company. Enjoy your food. Enjoy the Washington football team game. For Greg, Ian, Tom, I'm Bobby. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a happy uh, holiday weekend, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs>